Hey everybody, how you doing today? It's Pastor Chip again, sitting out here enjoying the wind, the cool weather, a little bit of rain off and on today, but that's, what's, that's what it's like when you live in a trop- tropical rainforest up in the mountains of North Carolina, like living in the Andes, you never know what the weather's going to be like, but anyway... Today, we're going to talk about, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I don't know what to call it. I guess, our reaction. What's our reaction to God's action in our lives? A lot of people say they don't see any reaction. They see inaction. But, even through God's inaction, that is reaction, right? You know, we we say prayers, we, we go to hospitals and visit our sick family, or You know, I I don't know, it's just me thinking. Do we put too much faith in the physicians and the healers? and We need to be putting more faith and prayer in God. I mean, if we ran to the Bible, even as much as we run to the doctor, that'd be a lot more than some people do, ever. You know, uh, people get sick and call the doctor, go to the doctor. A lot of times, you know, it's just normal things running their course and we just need to pray, right? Pray and let nature run its course. But where's our faith on that action or inaction our reaction. Where's our faith? Do you go to church or work and say, you know, I was sick the other day and I prayed and um, God healed me. Or do we say, I went to the doctor and they gave me some medicine and everything's fine. Or do you say, I prayed about it, and I went to the doctor, and God healed me through the physician. Because you know, God gave that physician the mind of a steel trap. I mean, you think about it. They know all the symptoms and diseases and doses and medicines in their heads. I can't even remember where the where the Tylenols left in the house. So think about all that. Are we are we acting on faith, or are we are we responding on faith? Are we just 
we just dismissing God because it's not convenient to recognize Him. Well, I'm going to read you a little thing called The Widow's Son. It's in Luke chapter 7. seven. It's one of my couple of my favorite stories in this Bible, but we're going to start at 11. It says, Afterward he was on his way to a town called Nain. His disciples and a large crowd were traveling with him. And just as he neared the gate of the town, a dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was also with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said, Don't weep. Then he came up and touched the open coffin, and the pallbearers stopped. And he said, Young man, I tell you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Then fear overcame then fear came over everyone, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. This report about him went throughout Judea and all the vicinity. We see there's several subliminal little things that are interesting about this story. He's a dead man, right? He's in a casket. He's being carried out. Obviously, the guy didn't just drop dead. They had to do the burial thing. Uh, the family had, to, you know, the, uh, what do you call it? Oh, whatever they do, the embalming and washing the body and wrapping him in strips of cloth and, and praying and wailing and constructing a coffin. Put him in the coffin. And a lot of people, I mean, it had to be a little bit of time because a lot of people knew about it and they were all together. It says a large crowd came with the woman. And it says it was her only son and she was a widow. Well, you see, in those days when you're a widow, you really were at the mercy of the community. It was hard to make money, hard to feed yourself, hard to survive. You know, they talk about that in Acts, about taking care of the widows in the church. So it's hard for a woman in those days to survive. They were, they didn't have a lot of rights. They couldn't own land, and so they couldn't farm. They had to find ways to get food at the mercy of people. And so they're walking out of the town with this guy in a coffin. And here comes the rain, if you can hear it. It's starting to pour. But anyway, so Jesus stops the coffin. He tells him to get up. You think about those guys. I don't know how many were carrying him. Four, six, whatever. But you got a dead man in a box that you've been carrying around town. You know he's dead, and he gets up. Can you imagine? They probably wanted to take off running. But you know, Jesus did lots of miracles in the Bible, and a lot of them he talks about when he does miracles, how people 
accused him of things, uh, of being evil, evil possessed, and uh, a magician, and people would run away. But in this little, very small narrative, very small section of the Bible, people often overlook it and forget it. He raises the woman, and I mean the man, and he gives him to his mother. And it says, fear came over everyone, and they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. You see, when Luke wrote this, he didn't write this as just talk. He put quotation marks, quote, a great prophet has risen among us, unquote. And, quote, God has visited his people, unquote. Now, of course, you know, back in the day, they didn't use footnotes and bibliography, so Luke didn't know about all that, but he quoted what was said. That means it was exactly as was said from the people, and it was put in the Bible. So this small, amazing story, the people that were there, a lot of people, it says, where is it? A large crowd from the city. The whole crowd. A prophet has risen, a great prophet has risen among us. They didn't dismiss God. They saw him raise a known dead man from the, from, from the death and bring him back to life. They glorified God. Now, there's not many of us that see people raised from the dead these days. But there are things that we can do to glorify God. You know, you you get a big tax return. Do you glorify God? You know, are you healthy? Do you glorify God? Does somebody buy a meal for you or buy you groceries? Do you glorify God? These things just don't happen out of the thin air. You know, a friend of mine saw a thing on Facebook. Somebody twisted a meme around and says, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor. That's the Beatitudes. And no, he said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. And when he tried to nicely say that, you know, this is not what's going on in the Bible. It's not the, what that, how that was said. The whole world turned on him. All the people calling him a racist and whatnot because he didn't agree with her meme. Now, what kind of Christian is that to take the context of God and His Word and twist it and use it for her good and then call Him a racist because He's just pointing out that that's not entirely accurate. You see, our people are lovers of themselves. They've forgotten about God, except when He's convenient. You know, it'd be nice, really would be nice if sometimes when these people 
you know, they quote these things on Facebook. Maybe, maybe God would reply back to their post and say, hey, this is God. That's not what I said. Or, you know, they, they go out here and terrorize things and they didn't want to call the police when they need them. And what if God got on the line and says, I ain't no police coming today. You made your bed. This is God. You know, God's not like that. He's given everybody the chance to glorify Him. And there's coming a day when you're going to have the opportunity to face Him. And your glorifying days is going to be over. That's the one thing you can't control. When your time clock is out, when your dog tag is pulled, when your heart stops, that's it. You know, there's two thieves on the cross. One went down fighting to the bitter end, had to have the last word, being ugly. And the other one says, Lord, forgive us. You know, he says, don't pick on Jesus. He's an honest man. He didn't deserve it. What's it going to be like when your time has come? Are you going to you're going to be partying to the end and tearing up stuff and being ugly? Or are you going to be helping that old person put their groceries in the car or maybe giving up that seat on the subway for that old person that needs to sit down? Or better yet, are you going to stand up and stand in the face of evil and Stop people from being ugly to somebody else. That is what's called glorifying God. So this is Pastor Chip. I hope you're doing okay and I hope you're having a great day. And just think about your life and what it's going to be like in your next adventure when you leave this one. God bless. Hope you turn in tomorrow. Be safe.